The Guardian. The Guardian live at the Edinburgh Fringe 2008. Hello, thanks a lot for choosing to listen to this podcast, The Guardian Live at the Gilded Balloon, that we have just at this moment finished recording. Uh, today's show was quite an experience, not as much as swearing as uh, the previous show, which was a relief. Uh, it does, however, feature Jason Byrne, hotly tipped newcomer Sarah Millican, the voice of Jim Bowen, and US presidential hopeful Tina C. Uh, before we got down to all that, we invited singing icon and cult star Dean Friedman down to entertain us with one of his songs about a forgotten icon of US politics. That is where we join the show today, with Dean taking to the stage. I miss Monica, I miss Monica, I miss those innocent days before they stole the election, when the flashing of a thong was just a sign of affection, when the president didn't have to go to war just to get an erection. I miss Monica, I miss Monica, I miss Monica, I miss Monica. It makes me sad to see Bill gone, too bad he had to confess. The pressure was on, he was under duress And of course there was a little matter of the stain on her dress I miss Monica, I miss Monica With her cute beret and her pouting lip She made the most of her internship We learned back then a loose lips sink ships And the scariest thing in the news was a picture of Linda Tripp I miss Monica, I miss Monica, I miss Monica, I miss Monica. GW's twisted logic is kind of hard to follow. It's almost pathological and all his promises sound hollow. And the lies he tells would be hard to swallow. Even for Monica, dear sweet Monica, with her cute beret and her pouting lip, she made the most of her internship. We learned back then the loose lips sink ships, and the scariest thing in the news was a picture of Linda Tripp. I miss Monica, I miss Monica. When she ruled the headlines, the world was full of promise. It was a gentler time without suicide bombers. You could share a Coca-Cola with Judge Clarence Thomas. That was another American sex scandal you didn't hear much about. (laughs) You don't need to know. I miss Monica. I miss Monica. I miss Monica. I miss Monica. She was never appreciated, no makes sound silly. She was mocked and humiliated, she was stoned and pilloried. Now all we've got left to look forward to is President Hillary or Obama, as the case may be. I miss Monica. I miss Monica. I miss Monica. Uh, Well, uh, my first chat guest this morning is a man uh, with an awesome presence. Uh, For the last decade, he has stood astride the fringe like an incredible ginger freewheeling colossus. Uh, He's uh, performing most nights at 8.40 at the Assembly Hall and once appeared on television saying the line, These aren't your real hands! 
please welcome Jason Byrne. <laughs> this is nice, isn't it? Are you enjoying yourself already? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, this is my first time in 13 years doing anything at 5 past 12. <laughs> in, 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 at, at, at the festival. I've, I've never realised who, who you people were, where, <laughs> where they were. So here you are. Well done. And they're kind of matching your set. There's a lot of white out there and whiteness going on here. With the clothes, by the way. I mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> Well, no, I meant that in a nice way. I didn't mean hair. I meant clothes. You see, I say things wrong, everything wrong all the time. No, white, white is the classic podcast colour. Uh, Jason, uh, uh, what is the name of your show this year? I think, um, and, and maybe I shouldn't have named it this one because I, I get it wrong myself, which doesn't help. Uh, which is uh, bats having chats with cats under mats, or it's either cats having chats with bats under mats, or so something about mats anyway. Right. And your and your show last year, what was that called? Uh, that that was called. Uh, uh, what was my show? Oh yeah, that was shy pigs with wigs hidden in twigs. Uh, Do you own a ladybird rhyming diction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, well, I have two very small children and they help me name the show. So oh. uh, that, that's, whatever rhymes and makes them laugh, then they go, yeah. But my son has had other ones which didn't make it. Uh, my eight-year-old has had uh, giraffes with skin grafts. That didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> There was another one which you thought we might get in trouble for, which was uh, his idea as well, which was Dogs Nailed to Logs. <laughs> that would be a great show title. I know, yeah, but would we, would we offend people? I don't know. Maybe the animal rights people might go a little bit crazy on that one. I, I actually, oh, I did get an animal rights complaint one year. I, used to, I did an impression, an impression of a rabbit suffocating in a shed, right? <laughs> and it was one of my, 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 one of my biggest hits of the festival over many years. People always request. What happened was my, my father-in-law, he locked my pet, our pet rabbit in a, in a shed when we went on holidays. So we put it in a shed in the summer and it suffocated with the heat and died. I know, it was very sad, but anyway. And, and because they don't make any noise, rabbits, they just will just die in the heat. So I did that impression of a rabbit dying, right, which is very visual, be no good now. And, uh, <laughs> and I got a letter of complaint from the animal rights uh, who came to see it, saying it was cruelty to animals. And this was an impression <laughs> of a rabbit. Now, I didn't actually kill a rabbit on stage every night. That's how, that's how dedicated that woman was. But your was. impression was so vivid that people assume that, you know, you must have killed any number of rabbits just to absolutely get it right by way of your... Well, well that did happen, yeah. That did happen, as it, as it happens, but they didn't know that at the time. No, I did that as a side, yeah. I went through many, many rabbits to get that, <laughs> to, to, to get the, that breeding technique correct, you know. It, yeah. takes, it took a while, but they do suffocate quite quickly. <laughs> How how, <laughs> how 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 painless do you imagine it is? A, a rabbit suffocating? Yeah. Well, it's no pain at all. They don't scream. <laughs> they don't make any noise. I mean, they're the most rubbish animal ever invented. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's terrible. They, they, you can stand on a rabbit and it, it, it'll, it'll do nothing. <laughs> I mean, I know this is radio, but it literally you'll stand on it and you just go, and then just. <laughs> You can shoot. I mean, people used to. I mean, there's many people here. I'm not saying anybody here is old, but people here used to hunt for their food in this audience. <laughs> <laughs> and they would know. They would know skinning and catching a rabbit is not really much of a big deal, you know? They go, what's all the fuss? Just the bloody rabbit. And you can make lots of them. A mix of matonas. Golfers will, will hate them as well. Golfers? Golfers hate rabbits. What? And in Australia, golfers hate kangaroos. What, why? I've been on a golf course where there's been kangaroos all the way down the fairway. 
not caddying or watching the game. Do they, do they not move when you shout four? They don't move because they're Australian, you know, and any, any Australian won't move no matter how angry they are, you know. Even Steve Irwin didn't get out of the way with Stingray. <laughs> oh, I'm only, that's terrible, and things fly into your head, and I'm sorry, we'll eject that. <laughs> Do, do you have any family pets? Or uh, I do. I have a, we have a King Charles dog, uh, which is a house dog, but we've recently moved to the countryside, so now he's a country dog, but he doesn't know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I know I just have farmer neighbours who... Oh, and one of them... Uh, I only found this out because we're only there recently. Uh, he will shoot your dog if it's in the field where his sheep are. And I just thought, no, he won't do that. But one of my neighbours said that he not only will shoot the dog if it's in the field, he'll walk into your garden if he thought it was in there and will shoot it in your garden. After the event? After the event, with no proof. And he just shoots the dog and walks away and goes, that dog was annoying my sheep. <laughs> Even if it's tied up to a tree. <laughs> Have, have you tied your dog to a tree? A no, I couldn't. He's too stupid. He would just run around and hang himself. <laughs> hang himself sideways? Yeah, he would. Imagine. Yeah, he would just keep going until he, like, kind of hung himself and shot. I'm I we're killing a lot of animals in this interview. You do seem to be. I'll tell you, I mean, I'm happy to take perfect blame. I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea of a dog hanging itself by simply running... So I suppose centrifugal force. You could eventually hang yourself you if could... you ran fast enough in circles. <laughs> I, mean, you, I was just sorry, I was imagining that as you said that. And yeah, you're right, you would. Or would you? Or would you? No, only on the last bit. Would you? you would, your neck wouldn't snap, you would just be swinging. You'd nicely. have a long time to think about whether or not it was a good idea as you slowly. Wow, that is the way they should have hung people all those years ago, giving them a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that, 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 on some sort of spin. <laughs> maybe they should have that was Saddam Hussein, hung them that way on a spin. What do you think, Guardian Readers? <laughs> Look at this, is brilliant. All the left wing Guardian Readers, this is wrong, it's all bloody wrong. Yes. <laughs> the man should never have been hung, he should have been given a trial, a proper one, in, in strawberries and ice cream. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, do you have any pets? Uh, no, I don't. No, I live in a very small flat. Oh. Is that it then? <laughs> Did you, I imagine you would have pets when you were a kid, dog. Yeah, we had a, we had a Labrador. I knew, I was going to say you are a Labrador man. We had a Labrador called, uh, called Daisy, but we had to have her put down because uh, we ran out of boot space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's been my set since about 2001. No, you've, um, <laughs> uh, how many years have you been coming to the Fringe, Jason? Yeah, th this is my 13th year. So, uh, and unlucky for some, and it has been for me. Uh, Why? I, I popped my knee out on stage. Uh, Oh my God, what the hell happened there? <laughs> Somebody started frying up some fish. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> or animal cruelty. Yes. Uh, I, I have been coming for 13 years. I, I've done quite a physical show for many years. I've uh, put people into boxes. I've weighed people on food scales. I've uh, floated people uh, on chairs. I've done many things and never have had any injury. And uh, three nights ago, I bent down to talk to somebody <laughs> in the audience, and my knee popped out. <laughs> Which was... And that, but but my, the theory is, though, because last year, uh, when I was here, I got off the toilet uh, after having a poo, and, uh, my, and I, I originally popped it then. And it, went, it started, started clicking then. So, so it started, it's a, I mean, that's how old I'm getting. It's a recurring injury. It's the uh... well, I've got a poo injury, which is really rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, people of our generation sound a bit less impressive, don't they? It's lovely having a, 
Oh, it's you know good if you've got an old war injury or something like that. But if it's something that you've done stooling, essentially, it makes. Yeah, sense. I can't. Yeah, it's going to be rubbish when I sit down with my grandchildren to go. Granted, why does your knee click? Because <laughs> I had a shite. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, previous years you, you've had uh, you've had uh, your advertising. You've had your face uh, on a taxi. Have you got? Uh, have you got uh, taxi faces this year? No, because it cost ten grand, and what a stupid move that was. Oh. Uh, it's ten grand to put your face on taxis, <laughs> and you don't need to. And I got so many of my mates uh, saying, why is your face on the side of a taxi? Every time I have to get in, I have to open up your mouth and walk into it. <laughs> so it was, it was very odd. And I don't like seeing myself, or I don't like hearing myself. I don't know, why do you people go to my show? It's like a... It's, 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 yeah, so I... yeah. Did you, like did you get in a taxi with your own face yeah. on? Yeah, that was weird. And then the guy asked me, was I going to see any shows? <laughs> and I went, I'm on your taxi. <laughs> and then him being Scottish, he went, oh, I knew that. I, yeah, just saying that. Ha, ha, ha. And already, has it been a busy fringe for you this year? Y yeah, well, I mean, it always is. I do uh, lots of interviews. I do podcasts as 12 always a good. day. Always good. Yep. Which, which is which is good, uh, and you I was hosted the. Uh, did you host the press launch at the assembly? Room? I did host the press launch. Oh, yeah, how was that? It, it was good fun. Um, now Adam Hills, who co-hosted with me, wasn't there, so that was that was a big disappointment because I love doing it with Adam because uh, he's he's really nice and I make him be evil, and, uh, <laughs> and he only has one foot as well. And now I've buggered my right knee, so we're we're also hosting a late show, so we would have limped on together, which is going to be nice. But we did have the we did have Michael Barrymore on the. Oh yeah, the entertainer. On, on the yeah, yeah, the entertainer. <laughs> yes, I've never seen so much tension in a room in my life when he came on stage. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe what I seen. He was he was he's doing a play about Spike Milligan, and right. we thought he was going to do extracts from the play, uh -huh. but he didn't. And he came out and just started upsetting some woman. Then told the woman. To show her tits, what you just did earlier on, right? Well, have I and been stealing Michael Barrymore? Yes, material? you've been stealing Michael Barrymore stuff, right? So he kind of upset everybody, and then he said, "What are those lights in the distance? Oh my God, it's the press! I hate all you fuckers and all this kind of shit." And uh, then left. So I had to go on after that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was told I couldn't mention anything, so I just kind of went on nodding and smiling as if to say, "Please." <laughs> That was Michael Barrymore. Uh, let's just leave that one there. And, to and, and told my Spike Milligan story, which I thought he would have done, which he didn't do. What's your Spike Milligan story? Oh, yeah, it's, um, I love it, I love it. It was uh, when he was caught masturbating by his dad, because his dad was in the... Oh, um, I imagine it was a story about you and Spike Milligan. No, a sort of showbiz no. anecdote. Oh, is it? yes, when Spike was masturbating in the bed with me. <laughs> no, uh, no. He... <laughs> me and the goons. There's <laughs> Eccles sticking his... Anyway, that was Nichols. <laughs> that was Kenneth Williams. Anyway, um, no, he... Uh, yes, it was brilliant, because his dad was an old army officer. Uh, I think he was Irish, his dad was, as well, yeah. Because his bike was Irish and Australian and South African and everything, anyway, and English. And anyway, so his dad caught him masturbating, and he didn't know what to do. He said his dad was a very, you know, very serious man. And he caught him masturbating when he was, like, about 15, and he said, don't be doing that. It'll make your children thin. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just a brilliant one line. I didn't know what else to say and just ran out of the room. <laughs> but he's a, he was a, yeah, I was a big Spike fan. Were you a Spike Milligan fan? Uh, very much. Continue to be so. Yes, he was very good. He was mad, though. I mean, in, in, not his fault. I don't mean that way. See, I'm always saying the wrong things. You know, it's awful. He well, Guardian, news just in. Spike Milligan's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go see him. Him and Peter Salas have got some sort of a show. <laughs> uh, 
and Harry Seacombe, who was in it, then died and was back. They never thought he died. Do you know he was the only one that died and never, nobody ever knew? I never knew that. Just there he was. He was gone. On and gone. Because <laughs> Peter Sellers dies, I went, Peter Sellers dead. Harry Seacombe, he was singing with choirs, then disappeared. Yeah, and everybody went, oh, he's dead. I yeah, actually appeared right. on the programme Highway that he presented. You were on Highway? Yeah, I was singing and playing Conkers. Um... <laughs> Was that actually on screen, or was that an abusive thing? I'm not sure. <laughs> Looking Playing back... Harry Seacombe's Conkers. <laughs> Looking back, I didn't have to sign a release form, so it may all just have been brutal. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please be sure to catch Jason Burns' show at the Assembly Hall at 8.40pm. Uh, he's going to be staying with us till the end of the show. Uh, please show your appreciation for Jason Burns! The Guardian Live at the Gilded Balloon. It's uh, debutant season here at the Guardian podcast. Uh, my next guest is performing her first uh, solo Edinburgh show. Uh, she's already getting an early buzz around town. Uh, she's performing at 7.15 every day at the Pleasance Courtyard. Please welcome Sarah Millican. Hello. Hello. Uh, Sarah Milliken, Jason Byrne. Hello, nice, nice to meet you. you. Hello, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, good to see you again. Just giving a little bit away there. That's, uh, 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 how are you? I'm well, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Thank, thank you very much for asking. You're welcome. Uh, no, uh... It's just polite, isn't it? It's very nice. No. You didn't do that, did you? No, because no. I knew who he was, because I talked to him beforehand like you did. <laughs> uh, I don't like you anymore, Jason. No, I'm only kidding, that's terrible. Uh, no, uh, Sarah, your show, uh, your show's called Sarah Millican's Not Nice. That's right, because I, I, I look quite nice. Uh, well, yeah. I like to think I look quite nice. I have, I have got a mirror. I do. I am aware <laughs> that I look like this. Um, but I'm a bit of a cow uh, in general, and I think everybody else is, but I'm just more sort of vocal about it. You're, you're, uh, you're out in terms of being a cow? In terms of... I'm glad you added that bit on the end there, yes. Oh, yes. It's going to change the mood of the show, but yes. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. <laughs> no, we could lift it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could try. Um, <laughs> uh, are you having a good time in Edinburgh? I am. I'm having a nice time. I'm eating more than I've ever eaten before. I don't know. You're supposed to not eat much, but I've been having four meals a day, which I suspect is one more than I'm supposed to be having. I plan to put on a stone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's going well so far. Uh, uh, um, how many pounds have you, have you managed? Oh, so I'm not far? weighing myself. I'm just I'm, I'm sort of measuring my bulge over the top of my jeans, and it's, it's progressing. Oh, well right. done, me. <laughs> That's yeah. a brilliant way to go. I've never had a cheer for being fat before. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep putting the weight on. It's working. <laughs> You've got the new way for women. Well done. That's great. Put the weight on. Don't get it off. Brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, now, Sarah, you have, uh, you're not just here to tell us about your, uh, about your lovely show. Uh, you've also been doing a lot of good work around town in the name of The Guardian Podcast. I certainly uh, have. Now, uh, you, went to, uh, you went to interview and meet uh, Jim Bowen for us. Is that correct? Yes, I did. It was very fun. What? I bet it was. What, what, what did you do? Uh, I went to see his show and I got to play Bullseye. How cool is that? Oh, that's <laughs> that is, great. That is very, how, how did you go on? Um, we didn't win anything um, because uh, yeah. the girl who I was playing with won one thing and then I, you know, you put the... I, d I didn't really know much about Bullseye, which is probably a bad thing, um, but I managed to, to take her prize away by being quite skillful at darts. Um, did I didn't quite understand the concept. If you're good at it, you probably won't win anything. Mm, OK. Um, <laughs> but it was the questions that I was, it were more problematic. What, what sort of questions? Uh, they asked, he asked me, um, uh, is Errol Flynn his real name? And I countered that with, 
whose real name? <laughs> to see if I could trip him up, to see if he would then tell me the real name. But well, that'd he, be brilliant he... if that was Jim Bowen's real name. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I guessed and I got it right. Can, and then, can I ask, you know the darts when you're playing it? Yes. Are you playing just ordinary dartboard? Is that what he does? Or is he well, doing it, say, on the black and in the red? Both. We did both. Because you see, before that, the only darts I'd played, I had a Velcro dartboard as a child. <laughs> My mum was quite safety conscious. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have any friends either, so I just played against myself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Bless. I was very good, though. Uh, I always won. Uh, uh, now, did you, you challenge Jim Bowen to a game of Millican's Minute? I certainly did. Um, but before that, I had a bit chat with him. I couldn't just rush him straight in there, so I had a bit chat with him about how he was finding Edinburgh. And I asked him uh, if he went home after seeing some shows or if he hung around and, and had a few drinks. I'm a bit of a party animal, even at, even at my age. But not a, a raucous one. I, 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 to be honest, I, can't, I have trouble sleeping here. I don't ever had a drink or two. So it's uh, purely medicinal. You don't I, enjoy it at all. <laughs> it's early days, but how is it going so I far? Always, I've been three times now to, to Edinburgh. Um, and do you know what I enjoy about it? I, ju I just enjoy the energy of it all. It's fabulous atmosphere. I think it's great. Oh, great. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Oh, have you had a chance to see any shows? Yeah, we have. Oh, what have we're you seen? Going every, we're going everywhere to see people. We saw two crazy Germans. A thousand years of German humour. And we absolutely fell about. So tell me, I do. I'm worried about you, Jim. Are you yeah. are you looking after yourself, pet? Because normally I, I find I don't really eat enough and I'm not sleeping enough. How many meals are you having on average a day? Well, I'm staying at the Roxburgh for the month, so I, do, oh, I get a good nice. breakfast, you see. Right. And I get on. I have a burger somewhere. I, I go into the library here. Oh yes. And I have those nachos. See, this, I'm not. I'm here, but no. You see, you want, it's sophisticated stuff. Nacho. Are you saying I'm too common to no, know what not, nachos not, are? I do know. You don't know what Newcastle rugby team's called. I do know, I know that. But I'm a girl. That's I know, why. I know, I know. So you're eating, but you, that doesn't sound like it's healthy. No. Have you had any veg yet? Have you had any vegetables, pet? No, no. No. No, I don't you do veg. You can't get them in Scotland. You can't get them. They're really hard to come by. I've got an apple in my bag. At the end, I'll give you that. Okay. And I haven't got a banana as well. But you can't have that because no. that's going to be my dinner. All right. That's beautiful. Well done. Uh, nachos and burgers for Jim Burn, no vegetables. I feel very... I was, I was mentioning vegetables in the last podcast. I feel that we're doing the Scots possibly a disservice. Uh, no, uh, possibly not. Um, <laughs> I, you're not, because I, I did a show in Glasgow in the fruit market because I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> the biggest venue in Glasgow is the empty fruit market. <laughs> Audience, though you wouldn't have got an audience because they wouldn't have known where it was. Well, they well no, I, we actually bust them there. Uh, they were they were quite <laughs> nervous because there was still you know strains of vitamin C around the place. <laughs> uh, Jim was asking, had he asked you a question about New, Newcastle? What yes, he did because he mentioned that I, that he'd noticed that I had a northeast accent, and then he uh, one of the questions was about rugby, which I don't know anything about sport in general or specifically, um, and uh, and he asked me a question about the Falcons, and uh, and I didn't really know what he was talking about but he, he kept saying you will be really upset if you get this one wrong <laughs> so I sort of guessed that it might be Newcastle the answer <laughs> so hooray what's the Falklands the Falklands the what did you just <laughs> did you just say the Falklands no the Falcons the yes. The Falcons. Oh, I thought he said the Falklands, and you'd be really upset if you didn't get that right. Falcons. I thought the Falklands were Argentina, so. <laughs> it was rugby flower. Yes, it's not... Oh, it's rugby. <laughs> you see, that's why the Irish are never in wars. 
we, we, would, we would have attacked Newcastle by mistake. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, no, Sarah, the, the real reason for you, uh, uh, the real reason for you meeting Jim was to challenge him uh, to Millican's Minute, a game uh, which involves you challenging fringe celebrities to answering as many of your daft questions as they can in a minute. Is that, is that correct? Well, I wouldn't have said they were daft, but thanks for putting that in there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's play Millican's Minute with Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen on Millican's Minute. Right, Jim, this is Millican's Minute. Right. Here we go. Right. If your house was on fire, what would you leave behind? The dartboard. What do you read on the toilet? Uh, usually a, a biography. Oh, oh, and, and who is it at the moment? At the moment I'm reading... Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, come on, Jim. My Fair Lady. Audrey Hepburn. No, the man. Oh, oh uh, for God's sake. It's fine, you answered the question. Let's just plough on. Yeah. What's your favourite film? Favourite film would be The Music Man, Robert Preston. And what's your non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Coffee. Coffee. What did you have for your breakfast today? Egg, bacon, white toast, marmalade and plenty of butter. Can you dance? No. Where was your favourite holiday? Favourite holiday would have been Blackpool in the 1950s. What's your favourite pudding? Uh, oh, uh, oh uh, bread and butter. Wow. How, how many did he get? He got eight. How, where does that put him? Uh, well, he's the only one so far, so he's winning and losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wow. think that's lovely. Uh, Sarah Millican, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, uh, Sarah, uh, do please stay with us, uh, and, and your good self, uh, Jason. Sure. Uh, uh, we're going to be uh, hearing uh, about what else to look forward to at the Fringe this year with the entertainment editor of Guardian.co.uk. Please welcome Paul McInnes. <laughs> Paul, I believe, uh, much like your colleague Brian Logan, you are fresh off the train. He, he saw ten shows in his first day up here. How many, how many have you seen since you arrived? One. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed into a second one. Were, so, were you thrown out of the first one? Um, no, the, the first one was running late. So I went to see John Richardson, yeah. who was very amusing. Yeah, he, he, has a, he has a Guardian worldview. I like that. He defends our government. Not many people do that in comedy, I think. And he also swears really loud and really frequently. So I would, I, would <laughs> rave, I would rave about John Richardson, but that meant I was trying to go and see Josh Howey, who is the son of Lynn Franks, the PR, who was the inspiration for Absolutely Fabulous. And because John Richardson ran over, I couldn't get in because it was just so ram-packed. Everybody wanted to be there, see the son of a famous person. <laughs> How bizarre. Uh, now, uh, as entertainment editor, mm. there, what are you looking forward to most? You're, you're going to try and go and see Josh Howie again? Yes, I most certainly am. I will, I will, um, I will be... I will, might even consider paying for a ticket to go and see him. That's how much I want to go. Um, I also, I'm quite interested in going and seeing all the, the kind of the brainiacs, the, the Alex Horns yeah. and the Mark Watsons and the Tim Keys. They're, I think Mark Watson has pledged to only do one over-elaborate show this year, but I've seen enough posters to suggest that he's doing at least half a dozen side projects. Right. So I will try and go and see that. Um, I'm really, I've been reading good things about Alan Cochran, his yep. return this year. He's a dad. There seems to be a lot of new dads mm. on the scene. I hear, I hear, Jason, that there's a lot of... Shitty nappies in your show. There is, 
Is there? Well, <laughs> there was a, the cab, I, I was with a cabbie the other day who yeah. gave you 10 out of 10. Oh, did your, he? He saw your preview show last Friday, gave you 10 out of 10. I know, it was really weird when he backed his car onto the stage. <laughs> 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 that lazy rolled it down and went, off you go, good man, come on, I'm on the meter. Uh, yeah, I did, I did talk about only one. Oh, yeah, that was just a, a gag I do in my show about saying that uh, with people who say I've slept like a baby have never had a child in their life. And I say, well, did you see like a baby? You mean like you've, what, you haven't slept for four years and uh, you've been in bed with shit up your back? <laughs> <laughs> Which is normally, you know, done much better than that. Uh, uh, Paul, how long are you going to be here for? Well, currently the timetable is a fortnight. And does that fill you with fear, loathing or, or delight? Well, delight, mainly, obviously. It's a, it's a spectacular city and an amazing festival, so I'm very privileged to be here. Um, however... Norwich City start their championship promotion campaign on Saturday, and I'm going to be a long really? way away. Right, uh, now, um, <laughs> Paul McInnes, thank you very much for coming uh, for a chat with us. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you again uh, before you head south. Uh, now, before we uh, uh, get our last guest to join us on stage, uh, ladies and gentlemen, will you please show your appreciation one more time for Dean Friedman, Jason Byrne and Sarah Millican. Without further pissy ado, will you please welcome Tina C. <laughs> Tina, how are you? <laughs> Tina C, ladies and gentlemen. Got a question for you. Do you want your children to get sick and die? Do you? No. Do you want to get blown up each time you fly? Hell no. Do you want to get beheaded in foreign climes? Uh-uh. No. Do you want your homes repossessed and your savings to wave you goodbye? No. Be afraid, be very afraid, because I'm afraid to say, oh, the fear's gonna overtake you. And danger is heading your way Be scared Unless, unless, unless you dare to believe Would you, hey, could you Could you dare to dream Come dream with me Hi, I'm Tennessee Okay, get ready to take Take my box I'm going all the way You come Take my box President of the USA I said take my box For a bright new glorious day Hallelujah Take my box Hey, what do you say? Just say, okay And say you can see It's gonna be Tennessee So go for me Take my box, little sneaky one. I got some more questions. Hey, do you want your pets to get AIDS? Do you want those killer bees to invade? They're scaring me, okay? Do you want your old folks digging their own graves with their teeth? Do you? Do you want beauty queens wearing burkers? In parades with beards. B.O. has audacity of hope. You know B.O., right? But come on. So let's have 
an audacity of dreams. Come on, we go take my box. I'm going all the way. Clap it out. I said, take my box. Let's march on Washington today. Take my box. Whether you're blind, yellow, fat, or gay, I love you. Take my box. Hey, what do you say? Just say, okay. And say you can see it's gonna be in Tennessee. So vote for me and take my box. Help me sing the last line again. Everybody now. Vote for me and take my box. Yee-haw. The Guardian Live at the Gilded Balloon. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. Make sure you investigate more Edinburgh coverage from The Guardian at guardian.co.uk slash Edinburgh and keep downloading these podcasts. Join us next time when we'll be speaking to Reginald D. Hunter and Jim Jeffries. I'm going to go now. I've got a hairdresser's appointment at 5-2. The Guardian Live at the Edinburgh Fringe 2008. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.